You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Chicago Audible. It's August 25th. It's a Monday, a off day for the Chicago Bears. Also, it's Allen Robinson's birthday, and it didn't seem like any birthday money came in from him just yet. But of course, I'm your host, Will DeWitt. Joined with me is my co-host, Nicholas Moriano. And Nick, we have a special guest on today's show, and I told you I wanted to pay it forward, so I introduce you. It's your turn to introduce the guest. Yeah, absolutely. And we do have a special guest and a first time around the Chicago Audible. She's a Milwaukee native, graduated from the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, spent the last three years covering the Packers, Bucks, Brewers, and college sports for Milwaukee's Fox affiliate, WITI-TV. But now she's covering the Chicago Bears and covering, of course, Chicago sports teams for Fox 32. We have Caitlin Sharkey joining the tonight for the podcast. Caitlin, how are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to join. This is my first Chicago podcast, so nice. I remember this one. Awesome. Well, hopefully you remember it for all the right reasons and maybe not <laughs> yeah. all the blunders along the way. Again. <laughs> no, I don't think we'll have that sort of uh, instance. But, Caitlin, real quick question for you, just to kind of warm up. Obviously, you went to the school of uh, Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Going from a Milwaukee and now to a Chicago, how's that adjustment been going from a smaller city to one of the larger ones in the country? It's been, I mean, obviously, given everything that's going on, it's been different and difficult in some aspects, but I love big cities. Um, I visited Chicago a lot growing up because it was so close. And even through college and post-college, I was always coming to Chicago to hang out and see something different, a change of pace. So I was excited to come here, and it's been good. I mean, pandemic and COVID-19 struggles aside, it's uh, it's been good. It's been fun to be in a new place, covering new teams, meeting new people, kind of just this entire new chapter of my career, really, because I've spent so much of it in Wisconsin, all of it in Wisconsin. Whenever I've been in like Milwaukee, the place I always go is like AJ Bombers. It's been about seven, eight years since I've been there, but have you been to AJ Bombers? I have, I have. They, uh, I don't go there as much. It's definitely like one of those places people go when they're visiting, right? Like, but no one in Milwaukee is like actually ever there. I'm sure there's a ton of places <laughs> in Chicago like that, but but yeah, it's fun. Uh, they got good food. They got good food. Now I'm hungry for AJ Bombers, but I just like how they shoot down the peanuts on like that little the, catapult, yeah. and they all have like little uh, faces. And again, it's been about a decade for me, but obviously, it's still I remember it. So they did a good job on their end. But I had a hunch it was more like a tourism place, and not a place where maybe locals go. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun place for it, regardless, though. Nick, uh, you want to join the conversation at all? You know, I, it's been so long since I've been there that I have nothing to really contribute. But now now that you bring it up, Will, I think, you know, maybe once things start to clear up, I have to yeah. take a trip. Yeah, take no, trip. absolutely. But, uh, Nick, did you want to go ahead and uh, ask Ms. Uh, Sharkey if you had uh, any Chicago Bears questions? We could jump in uh, over there. Obviously, today's an off day. I uh, had a couple of practices over the weekend. And even though I would call it a slower 
news weekend. I still think there are some good items we can get some insight on since we're unable to watch Bears training camp for the first time. For me, like I said, it's the first time since middle school since I haven't been able to watch Bears training camp, which is still a little sad, but I'm adjusting. So anything you have for her, Nick? Yeah, Caitlin, I think we should just get it out of the way now. Every Bears fan wants to know about the quarterback competition. And obviously you've covered you know, one of the best in, in Aaron Rodgers there. Just in your eyes, what have you seen from Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles so far through camp? I think what the thing that stuck out to me, and like you said, it, it's different for me to go into a train. This is my eighth NFL training camp, and it's it's weird to watch a quarterback competition play out, especially in a camp like this, where it's the schedule is all off, and there's all these different factors and variables. So that alone is interesting to me every time that I go to practice. The thing that I am looking for that I haven't quite seen yet is like these standout wow moments from either one of them. And I can't tell if it's just given the schedule of camp and how they're... Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm in the order it was received. Please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Kind of ramping up, so they're slowly doing these these scrimmages and more 11-on-11 periods and things like that. But I haven't seen any, like, wow-me moments. I think Mitch still looks like Mitch. Um, Nick looks like the quarterback that he has been. It, to me, you know, he almost looks... He's still learning the offense, so he's still kind of getting the timing right with the receivers, and he's kind of learning their ticks and their characteristics. And just in to me, it's like he always he looks good. He throws a good football. He look you know he's always poised and things like that. For me, Nick looks like he's still learning. Like you can see, his mind is constantly still going through every snap and every play. Mitch knows what he like. He knows the plays. He knows the receivers. He knows the tight end. He knows things like that. But it's still, I, I don't see this. You know, Cordero Patterson said he looks like a completely different person. I haven't seen it yet. Maybe it's there. Maybe it is in the locker room. But I haven't seen it on the field in the periods that we're allowed to see. And, you know, that's interesting, too, because obviously this is your first time like covering the Bears, but an outside kind of perspective a little bit, seeing that, hey, Mitch is maybe still Mitch. Obviously not the answer that Bears fans <laughs> want to hear, but that's reality. Like what we've heard from reports from most of the reporters there. No one's really separating themselves. So, mm-hmm. um, and Matt Nagy said himself that they're going to have to wait and see with this quarterback competition. But yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, it's a uh, it's fun though to watch it play out, and it's fun because I don't think I mean I feel like Matt Nagy's definitely holding them accountable for they'll he'll call them out. He'll say if they're having a bad day. He'll say if they're having not a good if they're having a good day and things like that. So that's refreshing to hear. But yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I think they have a plan for who's going to be the starter more that they're leading on. Um, but it is. It's kind of like a wait and see moment, and I, I think we're going to be waiting really up to, to week one. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised one bit. Uh, that's going to be the case for sure. But like Nick said, this is your first year covering the Chicago Bears. I know the Hallis Hall and COVID. Everything's not really how it was supposed to be intended. But despite all those. How would you kind of describe the atmosphere right now around the team in practice, around practice? Like, do you have a good sense of like what kind of that vibe is right now? I think the vibe is good. And that's one thing that I noticed right away there. The practices are high energy. Um, the first one that I was at 
was really like high energy and the music was blasting really loud and you could just tell they were excited to be there and I think a lot of that is still kind of carrying over there's a lot of you know Matt Nagy talked about getting back to that passion and that swagger as a team obviously the more you win the more swagger you can have as a team so I think that they're trying to kind of encompass that but even position groups like the tight ends with Jimmy Graham he seems more playful uh like he's enjoying himself more than he did in Green Bay um from what I observed the last couple years but I I feel like the vibe is good they're they're excited to be out there they're taking it you know the the measures the safety measures that they've put into place really do you can tell the difference you you feel safe you feel like the players are safe and you hope that it can continue that way but I think they're excited and I think I think everyone's kind of anxious about how it's all going to look when it comes down to it. But I think that the energy level is high and the vibe and those guys are really enjoying themselves in camp, it seems. Yeah. And Caitlin, you just mentioned Jimmy Graham and how he kind of looks different here in Chicago than Green Bay. What I guess what would be the biggest difference from his time in Green Bay to Chicago, if there really is one? And obviously he's a bit of a mentor for Cole Komet. But what have you kind of seen just in the few days that you've been able to see in practice? To me, it's a body language thing. I think the main thing for Jimmy, he knows where he's at. You know, he's talked about having a chip on his shoulder and still having things to prove. For me, Jimmy and Green Bay knew that the offense wasn't, it wasn't a tight end driven offense. He knew he wasn't going to get a a lot of targets. He knew he wasn't Aaron Rodgers' number one look when they were trying to figure things out. Um, In here, in Matt Nagy's offense, he knows like the tight ends are a big part of that offense. And he knows he's kind of like the top dog in that group. Um, so I think he's embracing that. He's embracing the role as a leader. Um, he talked about wanting to retire in Chicago and he, you know, that he loves it here, that he really loves the locker room and the guys and that they're serious about winning a Super Bowl and things like that. So I, I feel like the word rejuvenation was kind of used a lot to describe it. And I think that's it's a lot of his body language. Um, you didn't see a lot of that in Green Bay. And I think it wasn't necessarily jimmy per se or rogers or the coaching i just think it wasn't about a great fit um so i think he's happy with where he's at and that makes a big difference especially for a vet like that that's exciting to hear i mean when they signed jimmy graham it was a little flat a little (laughs) underwhelming just because of what we've seen out of him in green bay but to hear he has a little bit of an extra pep in his step he's out there having fun again and you know, when he can bring that fun element back to the game of football, and if he feels like this offense is a better fit, that's a great item just for him to kind of build on and for the Bears to have in this offense. And perhaps even though we weren't feeling it months ago, it would be one of those that once we get to this season, uh, Jimmy Graham really stand out. And on top of that, Nick, you already mentioned Cole Komet, but Kalen, are the tight ends really standing out uh, as well as we're hearing day in, day out? It seems like with every practice by the end of it, you're hearing about whether it's uh, Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, uh, Jesper Horstead, just all these tight ends feeling like they're clicking with the quarterbacks here rather early. Yeah, and it, I definitely noticed that. That's the one thing that I took away. I mean, you're going to have your receivers that you notice, obviously your Allen Robinsons, but to me, the tight ends, they are. They stand out not only physically, because you look at Jimmy Graham, you look at Cole Komet, and they're just huge targets. They're huge tight ends to begin with, and they're in great shape, and you can tell that they're really locked in, They're they're excited they're I just feel like their energy level is high and they are connecting well with the quarterback so it is fun to see and I think it's exciting for Matt Nagy it's exciting for the offense because that's what they were trying to do and and especially making the move to bring Jimmy in to see it kind of playing out there there's no doubt that they're standing out in practice right now 
Now, Caitlin, you, we've talked about quarterbacks, we've talked about tight ends, and I think those are the two bigger talking points right now. But when you're at practice, is there another position group that you're kind of paying a little extra attention to? Because that's something that Nick and I, uh, usually every summer, we like to make like a nice hierarchy of just positions to pay attention to. But just curious from your perspective while you're out there, is there, is there one that you tend to watch a little bit more than others outside of quarterback and tight end? Um, the offense, well, it's funny too. We always joke about like what's in front of us because <laughs> they, the, where we're stationed at practice, it's easier to see some groups and it's harder to see the quarterbacks when they're working by themselves per se. But, um, the offensive line intrigues me this year just because it's something that, you know, that they took a lot of crap for <laughs> in the seasons past. So I think it'll be something to watch, but also the running back group and watching Cordero Patterson working exclusively with that group is interesting to me and how long they're going to let that kind of play out. Or if that's just what it is, this is how long this is experiments going to go on. But to me, that group particularly, because Cordero's a big guy and I think there's other big guys, you know, David Montgomery, Tariq, those are smaller backs, obviously Cordero's not like that. Um, So I'm interested to see how the running back and the run game itself kind of works itself out. You know, Caitlin, I always like to ask our, our guests like some journalistic type questions just with COVID-19 going on. And obviously this just being such a different training camp than ones that the ones that you've covered in the past. What has it been like for you and just trying to report everything that's going on there at Bears training camp? It's tough. I think the biggest reason it, it seems tough for me this year, just because I'm learning, I'm learning a new beat, right? I'm near, learning new reporters and um, what's accepted and what's not accepted as far as the team standards go and what social media is allowed, what you're allowed to do on social media because every team varies. And it's little intricacies like that that you don't think about. And I took for granted like the last seven years that with the Packers because I knew what I was doing. I knew the guys and the relationships. I think the challenging part for all the reporters this season is everything's done via Zoom. So there's no side angle stories. There's no you're really going to have to get creative with how you work your sources and your, you know, you build these relationships with players because for me, it's like you're trying to get yourself known. You're trying to get your name out there, but you can't meet anyone. You can't interview them in person. You can't walk up to them at their locker and say, Hey, my name is Caitlin. I work for Fox, things like that. So all those little details, you know, that you, that make it more difficult, but I think everyone's embraced it and it's, it's comforting to see how welcoming everyone has been, especially to me. That's hard to hear. Yeah, Yeah, that really is good. I mean, that's a tough situation uh, for you uh, personally. You talked about the differences between team policies. I'm not going to really poke on this too hard, but were you surprised by maybe some of the extra lockdown measures here from the Chicago Bears compared to other situations for you? Um, Not so much because I feel like it's just become the way the NFL operates. Um, And so I wasn't really that surprised. Um, and coming from Green Bay, they're kind of the same way. They kind of play that same. It's funny to see some markets, some teams, you're like, wow, they're allowed to do that. And then you come from <laughs> other teams and you're like, I would never be able to do that. So it wasn't that big of a change for me. But it's, yeah, it's learning all those rules that maybe, you know, that the other teams didn't have and things like that. But I feel like they've worked with us to kind of, they understand what we're trying to do. They understand the challenges. And they also understand, like, I mean, at the end of the day, Without fans in the stands, I mean, we're the eyes and ears and that, you know, we're the ones driving content. So it's important. Absolutely. Yeah, Caitlin, 
you were talking about like getting used to these Zoom meetings, and we were just talking before we went live here with Khalil Max Zoom meeting. You you weren't a part of that, but it, has there been an interview just throughout your your journalism career that you kind of it stands out above the rest? Because I think that one for Khalil Mack for for the people on there it's, it stands out. But has there been one that you've done in the past? There's been some great, you know, there's been some great moments. It's funny when I saw that, I was like, wow, like this is where we're at. Like almost, it should be almost easier to get interviews now because players can literally do whatever while they're doing the interview on Zoom. Um, so it's, it's been, inter- I'm trying to think of some of like, my, my favorite memories are always like, you know, the post big game wins, you know, because you can't, you can't. You can't replicate that genuine excitement and joy and things like that. Obviously, being in the locker rooms after crushing losses like the Packers NFC Championship last year, like that was that was one you remember just because it was so bad. You know, you're like you remember the ones that are really good and you remember the ones that are so bad and so hard. But I think like all of these zooms have just been it's fun. It's I mean, I think we've done a good job at getting used to it, having fun with it. Obviously, Khalil Mack being on his Peloton made us all laugh. Even it's funny when they, they make jokes about, you know, oh, I mi- we miss you guys, like the reporters, and we all know that they don't really, but it's nice <laughs> that they say that. So it's just like fun, fun interviews like that. But even when I started here, um, they were like, well, try to get, you know, a few players to, you know, interview. And I asked um, the Bears, and they gave me Allen Robinson, and I told them right away, I was like, I right when I got on the call, I like introduced myself. I'm like, this is so weird. Like, thank you for taking the time, but like to talk to someone you've never met or, and like have it all recorded and breaking down. And it was just, it was one that I'll remember because it was my first one here <laughs> in the pandemic. <laughs> That's awesome. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, I know Nick wanted to know why covering the bears is better than covering the green Bay Packers. I know you said that before we went live. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's, it's different. The funny thing is, it's like, my family and friends are, you know, having a heyday with me down here. Like you're covering the bears. What? But to me, it's fun because I, I mean, I was on the other side of the rivalry for all of these years. And obviously my entire life childhood, it was always Packers bears were the two, that was it. Like that was the epitome. So it's fun to be on the other side and um, see the bears fans and kind of like, that's what I'm, I'll miss this year, kind of getting the environment and feel of bears fans, but I'm excited. I know how passionate it is. Sport City Chicago is. Absolutely is. Uh, Nick, did you have anything else for Caitlin before we let her go? No, I mean, I, I'm just wishing you the best of luck. Uh, your first you. season Thank covering you. the Bears should be fun. It'll be different, but wishing you the best of luck. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it giving me a chance to meet two more people on the on the beat. It's fun stuff. Well, hey, that's that's us. We we try. Uh, maybe one day it'll be a little bit more in official capacity. Uh, before we let you go, Caitlin, uh, I know you're a little bit new to the city, so I did want to let you have an opportunity to let people know, our listeners, uh, where they can find you on social media, follow you for this upcoming season, because I'm expecting a lot of great content coming out of you, so no pressure. Uh, yeah, no pressure at all. Um, on Twitter, <laughs> I'm K Rose Sharkey. On Instagram, I'm K Rose Sharkey. And then on Facebook, I'm Caitlin Sharkey TV. So. I appreciate you guys giving me the chance to plug myself shamelessly. <laughs> shamelessly. You have to do it without any of the shame. So thank you so much again, Caitlin. Uh, I, like I promised, I'll let you have the rest of your Monday evening. I know it's a day off for you, so enjoy your night, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. See you. too. Bye-bye. And there we go. Oh, no, no, no. There we go. I had to hit like 10 buttons to get just you and I back on the podcast, like on the actual live stream. So that was fun. Well, that was a really good interview, huh? 
Yeah, that's uh, again first time uh again being the first one for Chicago Bears podcast. I mean, we we got that to hold on to and so that's it was it was cool. Really and was. she met two other people quite I quote on the beat. On the beat. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Chicago. All right, Nick, so all seriousness aside, uh probably just have a few more talking points. It was a slower weekend like I said on the top of the show, but uh, just kind of looking at our notes here. I mean, David Montgomery, we heard about it last week. He was slimming down, uh, getting a little bit more leaner, a little bit stronger. And obviously, uh, his diet really wasn't up to par last year. Do you want to let our listeners know what our, what last year our rookie running back was uh, scarfing down on during the season? Because looking at it, I'm like, you can tell he's still a kid, but he's growing up now. Yeah, so apparently uh, just in his Zoom meetings, uh, David Montgomery was eating a lot of flame-hot beef jerky, Swiss cheese. And, okay, look, this is a one where I think everyone can relate with. Krispy Kreme donuts are they're amazing, so I don't blame him for that. But he's taken his diet a little bit more seriously this year. He's lost five to six pounds. He's playing at 218 now. So, And what, according to Kevin Fishbane, he looks faster out there. He mm-hmm. looks slimmer. He just looks like he can be more of a impact player for the Bears. And everyone knows how much I, I'm just expecting big things out of David Montgomery. But he took his diet seriously this year, and hopefully that plays dividends on the field. I mean, you hope so, and I just love seeing this out of him because, again, coming in as a rookie, you're still just getting out of college. You're, you're. I mean, Nick, think about us just a few years ago. Like, we were just children. I mean, now he's taking a little <laughs> bit more of a professional approach to it. Uh, I like to hear that, and the fact that he's faster, it's great. It's not going to matter if the offensive line doesn't turn around to the degree we want. We'll talk about them next, but to me, just hearing this more professional mindset and approach out of David Montgomery, A, it's going to raise my expectation level for him just a little bit, but I do take a little bit of solace in the fact that he is out here just, again, with a more professional mindset compared to last year. And I think Bears fans shouldn't underestimate that, and they should, too, find a little bit of maybe joy and excitement behind that because if he's taking it seriously off the field, I do expect that to translate on the field. Yeah, completely agree, Will. I think, you know, you hope the offensive line plays better, and I think we'll get to this in our next talking point, but David Montgomery should be a factor in this Bears offense for sure. All right, let's move on to that Bears offensive line. I uh, heard some good things about Cody White here this week, um, as well as Jermaine Effetti. I know Jermaine Effetti, it seems like, uh, at least what we're hearing from reporters as well as the Bears coaches, there's some good overall remarks on him, uh, playing at guard, holding his own against Akeem Hicks. Uh, just really proving that he should be what I'm expecting the starter at right guard for the Chicago Bears. Is there anything else about a Fetty uh, that you've heard or wanted to discuss on? Again, hearing that he's playing well is exciting. We need to see it on a game day. Um, but for someone like me who expected him to jump in and be that starter at right guard, uh, this is music to my ears. Yeah, absolutely. And in, in Cody Whitehair's Zoom uh, conference call. He's only had good things to say about Fetty as well. Just his length and athleticism should be something that really helps the Bears' offensive line. So, yeah, I think we, I think a lot of people just expected Fetty to kind of slide into that role, that starting spot at right guard. But it is reassuring that he is holding his own against Akeem Hicks because we know that is no easy task. And credit, and also on the other side, Akeem Hicks has been dominating too. So it's back and forth. But if you can, you don't have to win half the battles against Akeem Hicks. Most people don't, but. You just got to win some of them when, when they do happen. Yeah, that's it. I mean, just some. In practice, in games, the opponents, you can lose each um, and every time. Speaking of Hicks, real quickly, you mentioned his name. I know he's dealing with a quad. 
level of concern, scale one to 10. I'm at like a one, maybe a one and a half. You don't want to ever hear about it this early, especially with someone coming off of an injury, but I'm sure they're just being extra cautious. And if it was a season, he'd be practicing and playing. But is there any level of concern on your end out of this? Um, based off of what Matt Nagy was saying, um, not really. I think it's more so, you know, they're being cautious. Like you said, they want to have most of these guys on the field for week one against Detroit Lions. And in Matt Nagy's Zoom conference call, he also said, you know, we're starting to get those veteran days off. So I think you're going to see guys like Nakeem Hicks kind of, you know, take a day off one or, you know, two days or whatever, just so they can get their body right and, you know, be able to play week one. Right. Now, bouncing back back to the offensive line, since I got off topic, I know uh, Cody White here, Juan Castillo, said that, you know, he's embracing that leadership role that he's expecting out of White here, which is White here's entering, what, year five? He's the center. You want him to be that leader of that positional unit. And then on top of that, too, just when you hear about Juan Castillo, I mean, they're just really hammering down on their technique, their fundamentals constantly just to get those into shape. And I feel that with my middle school team right now, just getting out of their stance, getting into a stance. And I'm sure it's a little bit more complex at the NFL level than that in terms of fundamentals, um, footwork and things of that nature. Um, but still, it's it's good. You have to start small. You have to take baby steps. You have to crawl before you can walk. And I think the Bears are definitely crawling. Maybe they're walking and soon we'll be able to hearing hear about this offensive line running. Uh, Nick, I know White here also talked about your guy, James Daniels. Uh, did, do you have anything you wanted to mention on that? Yeah, just uh, what he said in his Zoom conference call. He said, Cody Whitehair on James Daniels. He said, as you can tell, James put on some weight. And if you guys haven't seen the photo already, it's on the Chicago Bears website. James Daniels looks he looks big. He looks jacked. He looks transformed and ready for his season. But to continue the quote, he said, James put on some weight. He's put on some muscle. He's moving really well. He had a great offseason, and you could see that on the field. He's really moving guys, and he's really focusing on his technique, and he's done a great job at that. And again, going back to that technique that Juan Castillo is harping on that all these guys need to know, I think with, with how bad the Bears' offensive line was last season, they weren't even crawling. They were moving backwards, and whether that was crawling or whatever form it was, it wasn't good enough for that Bears' offensive line and that Bears' offense in general. But I like that Juan Castillo is taking it back to the basics because really that's what that offensive line needed to have done because they didn't do much right last season but it is also reassuring to hear a guy like James Daniels a second round draft pick you know is put on the weight is serious again like a David Montgomery just taking things seriously in the offseason and that you're just hoping that all this kind of translates to better play on the field in 2020 and you know, I think it will. I, they have a, what is supposed to be a really good offensive line coach in Juan Castillo and just taking one step at a time, just like your middle schoolers will, and hopefully things pan out. That's exactly all you can do. But no, if you don't have any sound fundamentals and good technique, you're really limiting your overall potential. So if he finds it necessary that they did need to start at square one and he needs to harp on it each and every day, as much as that may bother maybe a fan to hear or even some of these guys playing for him every single day again he's just doing it uh, for the overall betterment of this team to making sure that they don't limit uh their potential and what they can aspire for this season 
Uh, going through our list, Nick, uh, I did want to mention that I've been hearing some good things about some Jesper Horstead, a little bit of quiet on your guy right now, but he's a blocking one, uh, your JP holds. But uh, all in all seriousness, though, tight ends, Jimmy Graham, Cole Komet, Horstead, you even hear some things about Demetrius Harris. It just seems like this unit is finally or is actually going to be a strength and a vocal point of this offense that Matt Nagy's been hoping for ever since he was hired here in Chicago. You getting that same sense that I am? Yeah, just it's always something about the tight ends, and it's usually something good, which, look, with how last year went with the tight ends, it's definitely reassuring on that part, but it is the entire group. It's not just a Jimmy Graham or a Cole Komet. You even hear Eric Saubert being a guy that is catching touchdowns and making good plays, so I think that is exactly what Matt Nagy wants out of an offense that just really revolves around having capable, productive and just available tight ends, which he, he hasn't had. And uh, Adam Johns from The Athletic was saying, he was answering questions about, oh, we heard like some reports about, you know, Adam Shaheen looking good at one point in time. And from what Kevin Fishbane, Adam Johns, Adam Hogue have all said, all, uh, you know, Bears beat, it's not nearly the same. Like it's Cole Komet looks fluid. It looks like looks the part yeah. is not catching and then immediately fall to the ground. Like we were so accustomed <laughs> oh. to seeing with Adam Shaheen. So that's uh, a, you know, bash on Adam Shaheen, but this is what the bears drafted their first, you know, draft pick this, this past year. So I think that's what you want to hear as a tight end group, because they're going to have a big focal point in this offense. And if that happens, I think it changes what Matt Nagy really wants to run. That and I think they're going to be much more productive than they were a year ago with the potential of being more productive than the 2018 season as well. Our moderator and our chat, Tristan, I think he said it in a really good way. He's calling Komet and Graham so far in camp both bullies. And they have been bullying the defense and that's huge. And when you're watching some of the Bears highlights, they keep harping on your guy there, Nick, number 26, Deion Bush. They're really taking it to him. Have you noticed that too? Uh, you know, I may have like overlooked the Jersey number when watching that. No, I have seen that. I have, but Hey, that's something that I think going back to last year, Will, I don't know if there was ever a training camp report that we had where we're like, Oh, the offense, they looked like the dominant ones out there, or there was a bully on the off. Like, I don't remember that, but you can hear from these reports. That's not the case, especially with these tight ends. Maybe Allen Robinson at a time. Maybe. Yeah. That would be the one, one guy. And then if we hear about offensive guys, it's maybe in one-on-one. Like, that's when Adam Shaheen in the past would show out. It was one-on-one going up against second, third-string safeties corners. And, (laughs) you know, he was a tall guy, so he can do it. But, no, when you're seeing Komet out there, at least what the Bears are allowing us to see, fluid's a good word for it. I mean, he's catching and turning and running up field, making big plays. I mean, you never saw that out of the other second-round How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it tight end and Adam Shaheen. So it does seem like even Komet, his overall role in this offense, I think maybe slightly bigger to start the season than I was anticipating even two, three weeks ago. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it's, it's something that you want to hear from Cole Komet because I think a lot, like even we were a little skeptical at first, right, about the pick, but I think he's definitely grown on us, and that's definitely a good thing. Anything else coming out of Bears camp over the last two days that you want to mention? I did want to point out that undrafted free agent running back Artavis Pierce has been showing out a bit. You do hear about from a reporter or so, it seems like every day, talking about how he has some splashes himself. And he's been, I've been high on him, as you know, since the Bears picked him up uh, right after the draft. And I do think he has a spot on this practice squad. Who knows if he actually can make this roster yet, but. I'm liking what I'm hearing out of him in terms of being able to make an impact. For me, looking at my other lists, I guess, before I get to you fully, Nick, quarterback competition. Are you getting concerned no one's separating and you're not hearing about any of that? As uh, Caitlin said, even those wow kind of moments, it's just kind of like, oh, that was a good throw, but nothing like spectacular. Um, I it's it's interesting because I didn't really expect like one of these guys to really show out. I think, and this is not this is not you know Nick Foles, Mitch Mitchell Trubisky. This is not a stellar quarterback room. There's a reason why these guys are in competition, but it is interesting that Matt Nagy said they're not even closer. Like it's going to take it's good. They're not going to make that decision anytime soon. I think that's what Matt Nagy had said today, uh, just about you know, the quarterback competition or yesterday, sorry, but yeah, I think we just have to wait and see, but it's like neck and neck and whatever decision the bears end up making. I don't know if bears fans are going to feel really good about it. Let's just say that. That's where I'm starting to lean again. It'd be one thing if it was like a duel, you know, strike for strike. And we're doing the little head bob thing like we did last time in the last episode, <laughs> Nick, but yeah, strike for strike and just, countering and answering one another and it's just a really good competition where it's a tough call because both are playing good that's what we're all hoping for and it doesn't sound like we're getting anywhere close to that it's more like we may get the best out of the two but there are drawbacks with each and that's not I mean we know that's ideal I mean that's not ideal that's what's going to happen it's the situation we're in but I was hoping someone would light up a defense right now make some plays take command of a practice and I she you know Caitlin mentioned Nick Foles is learning the offense. I know it's a smaller learning curve than other free agents that we could have drafted just because of his familiarity with the system. But it's just tough. I know it's only been two weeks of like full eleven on eleven and getting off and just throwing on air. But and the defense does have an advantage early. I'm just ready, Nick. I want this week. I know we have practices starting back up tomorrow, which is Tuesday. I just want to hear about some quarterbacks making some serious plays, and hopefully we get there. Yeah, hopefully. Anything else? I know that uh, there's been a few other standouts, like a Darnell Mooney, who each and every day I feel like there's less of a chance he actually goes on that extended practice squad, and I feel like he's earning himself a roster spot, again, just by what we're hearing. Um, Is there anything else that you wanted to mention uh, overall? You know what? uh, Just on Darnell Mooney, I mean, I think he's getting more opportunities because according to reporters, Anthony Miller has not been a guy that's really practiced in team drills yet. He's been Mm. someone that has still kind of recovering or maybe just trying to get into the mix of things with that shoulder surgery from the offseason. So that will be something to monitor. We want to definitely hear more because we haven't heard Anthony Miller's name really at all. And uh, I think that's something to watch out for. And the last thing here, uh, the Bears are expected to sign. I don't think it's made official yet, or maybe it is. They're going to get bringing another kicker, Cairo Santos, or as John Fox once called him, 
Carlos Santos. He's um, more so looking for to be like a precautionary kind of guy just in case Eddie Pinheiro, anything happens there. But Eddie Pinheiro is also dealing with, and I quote, a little bit of a groin injury. So interesting how that was put there. But you have Car- Cairo Santos, Eddie Pinheiro. I don't know if it's actually a kicking competition. Like, again, according to how Matt Nagy saying it's more precautionary more than anything, but hey, we, we, we're used to kicking comp, you know, kicking competition, kicking battles, Augusta Silence, all that stuff. But I don't think that's the main focus in this training camp. No, it's not. And I understand wanting to have a, a backup plan in place in case you do need to bring someone on the squad. Are you concerned, though? I mean, Pinero, he missed his whole rookie year because of an injury. He got injured last year with his knee early on, took him a while to get healthy again. He put in a lot of work this offseason, and we're only a few weeks into this thing, and he's a kicker. He's not really absorbing contact, and here he is with a little bit of a groin injury. I mean, I'm getting slightly concerned about his actual ability to stay healthy to the degree we need a starting kicker to be. Kicker shouldn't be a position where you have to deal with a lot of nagging injuries, and it seems like Pinero just always has himself, he's always dealing with something. Yeah, and I mean, remember last year they had Pat O'Donnell kicking off because of an injury that he was dealing with all season. So I I think there's a little bit more to what Matt Nagy was kind of talking about. Like, it's what, coincidence that they sign a kicker that he's dealing with an injury, but he's only brought in because of, you know, precautionary reasons, just in case. I I don't know. It seems way too fitting that all this happened all at once and... Now that's the answer that Matt Nagy gave, but hopefully, and, and another thing, according to reporters, like the guys, there really hasn't been much special teams. Like they haven't seen Eddie Pinero kick like at camp. So that's interesting. Or they haven't seen Paddle Donald punt. I don't think they're at that point yet, but what we're not even, not even three weeks from the regular season starting. You would want to, I would think, see some of the special teams, especially those guys kind of getting some reps, but I guess not. But hey, we don't get paid to make those decisions, but it is odd because in a normal training camp environment, I mean, you see that at least a couple times throughout a practice, you see him working on punt and kickoff or field goal and punt or field goal and kickoff. Like you see at least a couple different special teams uh, allotted time, but if they're not getting it, at least during the open portion of practices, you have to wonder why. And maybe, like you said, maybe there's something else brewing underneath the surface here but yeah, it's again, you don't want to always have, well, you always want to have good news. You don't always expect good news with all these positions. But for a kicker, especially, just given the last few years of the Bears to already be releasing a guy, signing a new guy, your starter is now dealing with an injury and reporters haven't seen him kick. It's just a lot to, again, like you said, there's a lot there to kind of unpack and to kind of, and all we get to do is speculate what it means. And it could be nothing, but this is kind of what we're here to do right now. But yeah, that's an odd one. Is there anything else? I know Jackson's been balling out really well. And I like the story from uh, him watching his guys uh, get beaten. I think it was, it was a Jimmy Graham just keep beaten on some of the secondary players and Eddie Jackson's like, no, one-on-one, me versus you, I'm going to take you on. So challenging Graham and then ending up winning that battle. I thought that was a pretty neat story I heard come out. Yeah, I think uh, that's just who Eddie Jackson is. He's a baller and wants to face the best competition and, you know, has that revenge as his um, Twitter, 
you know, header there. So I think he's he's ready to have a big season. But uh, things you expect from A. Jackson. Apparently, also Bilal Nichols is having a really good camp, and that's a guy that we need to have step up, especially with no Eddie Goldman. And you know, obviously for this season. Anything you're hoping to hear come out of this week, or anything you're looking forward to? Uh, again, for me, I would love to hear about a quarterback. Have a good drive, have a good practice, not just a throw or two. And even Mitch's throw that they talked about uh, up the seam to uh, Jesper Horstead, that like, like, oh, wow, that was a really nice ball. That was against the number two defense. Like, I saw the film. I saw it was Iggy in coverage. It wasn't Roquan. It wasn't Danny Trevathan. So Mitch making good throws against the backup defense only goes so far for me. I need to start hearing about these guys doing it against the number ones, but that's what I'm hoping to hear for this week. Someone, they don't need to separate themselves, but at least some back back and forth, or at least hearing about it, it's a tough battle because they're both playing so good. That's what I hope I hear. How about you? You know what? I'm the opposite of you, Will. I want to hear one of these quarterbacks just have a stellar practice. They are making the right throws, the right reads, and you know, doing it against maybe the number one defense. And I want to hear one of the guys just kind of, have an off day so we can and then we can go from there because it's getting closer and closer to crunch time where you need to make a decision and have that one guy rep with the number one stars and not having to switch reps and taking guys in and out you want one quarterback getting all the number one reps so they are properly just ready for the Detroit Lions and you want to you hope that it comes soon that's all I'm going to say because that's that's what I think is best for this team and then just one other thing, I want to hear Anthony Miller maybe become into the mix of actually getting uh, maybe accustomed to practicing with, with team drills. Or if not, then that's why Darnell Mooney, we may see him a little bit earlier than expected because I didn't think he would have the biggest role this season. He still could, but you know, I want to see where Anthony Miller really is at. I've also heard things about Javon Wims and looking good out there and making plays and still very mum on Riley Ridley. Unless, am I missing something or are you getting crickets when it comes to Ridley as well? I think one of the, either John's or Fishbane may have like it. They usually have the big takeaways and then little bullet points at the end. Like I think Riley really was mentioned as someone that maybe made a play or two, but it hasn't been as glowing or apparent as as a Darnell Mooney it really hasn't so that yeah that's another guy that I think we're all kind of expecting to take a bigger step but we're not hearing too much about right now no not I mean again we're not hearing too much in general but you would (laughs) hope to hear a little bit about uh, Riley Ridley who was the Bears second pick last year in the draft and he didn't have a good rookie season was inactive for most of it and it doesn't sound like he's making much progress, which is a little unfortunate, but who knows? Uh, maybe it's just something that's going under the radar right now at camp, and we'll keep tabs on that one as well. But, Nick, is there anything else? Or are we good to wrap it up for an episode? I think we're good to wrap it up. I think it's like the first time under, an, well, maybe with the intro-outro, it might be an hour, but we are going to wrap it up and you know get out of here. No, I think we actually hit about our 45-minute mark that we, you and I said that this one shouldn't go over 45 minutes. There wasn't that much to discuss. And, I mean, we can speculate all all night if we wanted on this and that, but we just want to make sure people are caught up on what's coming out of House Hall and getting them ready for uh, this upcoming week. And I got to get back and get game planning here for some middle school football as we have our first game on Thursday night, which is very exciting for me. But Nick, before we go, I don't think we had any donations come in since we last both. We did separate 
uh, podcasts. Uh, you did the one by yourself, by yourself, and then I interviewed John Pollard of Zebra Sports, which is a really good interview if you haven't listened to it yet. Uh, both you, Nick, and our listeners definitely go back to give it a listen uh, to learn a little bit more about how the Bears are going to benefit from their partnership with Zebra Sports and some of the awesome data that they collect. And this is a really cool, at least for me, if you're a data nerd, you'll definitely like it. Cool interview. But were there any donations that we need to let people know for? Uh, you're shaking your heads. So I think we do. Yeah, so we actually got two donations that came in. I think this was the day after I may have done my solo podcast. But yeah, def- I was, was listening a little bit to uh, your solo, and then I got out of the car and kind of stopped. So I'll make sure to go fit, listen to the entire I know you did a great job. I, I just It's been, been a little busy. I started up work again this week. Uh, but we have a donation from CW. So thank you so much, CW. Um, again, very appreciative of your generous donation. And I'm glad that you like the content that we're kind of producing here. And we also had one donation come from Patrick Littleton. So Patrick, thank you so much for your donation. Um, again, it, it means a lot to me and Will. And I, I should share it immediately with you, Will, just so you know immediately when I get them. But like, I get busy sometimes. So thank you guys for, for donating. Yeah, you caught me off guard. I'm glad we had those two. Thank you to both of you for your uh, generous support uh, over this last week. Uh, and you definitely deserve that shout out. Wasn't trying to admit you, but Mr. Nick over there didn't let me know about these donations. So uh, great news for me to hear live on the show. CW and Patrick really do appreciate that support. But Nick, you want to let people know how to support our show if they haven't yet, and then we can wrap things up. Yeah, so obviously if you know don't have the means to donate, you can definitely just give us a follow, subscribe to the channel. We that means a lot to us as well, but you can donate on Venmo at the Chicago Audible. Should see my name, should see the Chicago Audible logo, and if you want to download uh download, I'm reading something else here. But if you want to donate through Ven or through PayPal, make sure to put www.chicagoaudible.com/paypal. That should bring you up to the link for PayPal, I know if you just do chicagoaudible.com slash PayPal, it doesn't always come up. So make sure to put the www.chicagoaudible.com slash PayPal. Um, that should bring you up to it. And then again, for Venmo, username, the Chicago Audible, should see my name and the logo. Yeah, definitely feel free to help us out. Again, uh, your donations over the last month or so really helped us get uh, Nick's situation, the Mike situation completely cleared up and uh, there's more things that we want to do to kind of continue to enhance our live stream, uh, maybe reworking some things for the podcast itself and uh, things like that. But I uh, really do appreciate your support. But Nick, uh, we good to call it an episode now? I think we're good to call it an episode. All right. I didn't know if you wanted to do an Audible thing or uh, a Dick Sporting Goods thing as well. If you want to, if you're buying something at Dick Sporting Goods anyway, if you're just listening, uh, go to chicagoaudible.com slash DSG. That's chicagoaudible.com slash DSG. I'll redirect you to Dick Sporting Goods website, and then we just get a small kickback of those proceeds. And uh, for Audible, go to chicagoaudible.com slash Amazon to start your free, is it a 30-day trial of Amazon's Audible? Yeah, 30-day trial. So, and if you haven't, you know, downloaded that trial before, you'll get a free audiobook. And if you are an Amazon already Prime member, you get another audiobook and Look, I have yet to find that next audiobook that I'm going to listen to, but once I do, I know I'm just going to be hooked, and I know you guys will, you know, be too. So make sure to check that out and like, will have hey, okay, uh, you were harping on me for not listening to podcasts and things like that. Have you downloaded Audible yet? 
No. <laughs> clicks off clicks off the podcast <laughs> right pretty much no yeah no we both uh owe each other uh a little bit more i guess respect here and follow through on some of these items but we're good i still love you man so uh, <laughs> we'll go ahead uh call to wrap i hope you enjoyed our interview at the top of the show with caitlin as well definitely give her a follow uh new to the area new to covering chicago bears and expecting great things out of her and fox 32 uh, but for Nicholas Moriano, I am your host, Will DeWitt. Uh, we are signing out until sometime later this week. We'll figure out exactly when we hop back on. Depends on how much Bears news go uh, come out as well as uh, how my game goes on Thursday night. So we'll see how it all plays out. But looking forward to uh, hopping back on here soon to talk more Chicago Bears football. But until next time, bear down, Chicago. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it.